Welcome to Sunday Night Navi. Sunday Night Navi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. That will be 6.13 on your dial. Check us out on the podcasts and continuous programming. Um, tonight's Shia, Prophetic Vision in the 21st Century. The message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Novi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. The Shia will be dedicated in memory, is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Rachmiel ben Aaron Meir and Shama Shahab and Aliyah. So, so that's, okay, so we're, we're, at, we're at a critical juncture. Um, I, I do also want, hold on one second. I, I also, I also want to mention that tonight's shir should be dedicated um, to Zeich and Ishmael, the Kedoshim, that just wanted to celebrate Shabbos on Friday night, and that was not meant to be. Uh, seven of them, and before Shlema, for all those that were were wounded and injured o- over over this weekend in in Atzino Akedosha. That. If I start talking about that, uh, <laughs> we're not learning Navi tonight, so I'm not going to start talking about that. Um, anyway. What Perik? Uh, what Perik Dal. Page 222 if you're in the art scroll. Okay. Um, we're at a critical juncture in the history of, of Machos based David. So, so we spoke last week that there was a lot of, a lot of movement um, we last week we spoke chiefly about the death of Avner and the the political fallout which which David Amelech in his brilliance recognized and therefore um, reacted and we, we in fact we spoke last week about how he made everybody um, mourn um, he called him a sargadol nafal Yisrael, a great officer uh, uh, to coin a phrase an officer and a gentleman. Um, di- di- died on, on this day, and and his goal was, um, and it says it says he cursed out the family of Yoav, um, different things um, that Hashem should avenge the Ra of Ra'asim. Um It's interesting that um, just to point this out, uh, we 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 do see um, we see Makoros in, in Tanakh for writing Tfilos to ask Hashem to avenge. Um, to avenge death that that that's that's on you know that's that's unwarranted like when people uh, terrorist act or things like that. So we know that the um, the Ramah writes um, in in the in so I think I think in Hilchos Shabbos I think uh, the Ramah writes that when we when we bench Rosh Chodesh Er and we bench Rosh Chodesh Sivan that although the minog is normally not to say Avarachamim. Um, during on Shabbos Mavarachim, but specifically those months, we should say Avarachim. Um, the Shabur explains that because um, that Avarachim was a tefillah that was composed in memory of the of the Crusades, and the Crusades happened during the uh, during that during that time of year during Er and Sivan. The Kina Miyitain Roshi Mayim describes the attack on the on the Jewish people. Um, during the, you know, while they were saying Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, on Rosh Chodesh Sivan. So the Ramah writes, uh, the, therefore, that, that normally the Minig is not to say Avarachman, uh, but specifically on those months we, we say Avarachman. There is a distinction. Uh, I know the Rav 
held only by Sivan, you say it, and not by Iyar. But uh, but I think the general minhag is that both of those months, Tavis again, of course, every shul coin to its minhag, uh, they don't say Avarachamim. Um, and I, I think the concept of Avarachamim, also you have um, Yirmiyol Anovi um, in the third parak of Eicha. So in, in so um, the Medrash brings down, uh, I think it's really the first Rashi on, on, on Megillah's Eicha, the Medrash brings down that um, Megillah's Eicha was actually written before the Horban Mesa Megdash was, was happened. It was a Nevuah that was sent to the king to try to get the king to do tshuva. And all of that is except for the third parak. The third parak was written after the Chorban. Aniha gever ra'a ani. It happens in my shul. Um, well, those of you, most of you are in my shul. Um, the, um, I always like doing that parak on Tisha B'Av night because uh, it, it's almost like the... It was it was the parak where where Yirmiyahu really expresses his emotion and feeling about what you know you know what what he witnessed and and what he saw. Anyway, he ends that parak to dofa af the tashbi Hashem. He asks Hashem to to pursue them and and and, and he and he asks Hashem to destroy the enemies um, and, and to avenge. Um, all the damage that they caused upon the Jewish people. So, so it's interesting. So, I, I think that 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 concept of saying Avarachamim or saying Hashem Yimkom Damam, I, I think has its basis in Tanakh. We see that David Amelach said it. We see Yirmiyahu Anovi said it. So, I, I think it is fair to, to say Hashem uh, Yimkom Damam about over what happened this weekend. Um, now, the um, and again, again, it's just, it just it just demonstrates something I've said for the last two and a half years that that nobody is talking to us. The nobody is telling us how to live. The nobody is telling us how to act. The nobody is telling us how to express ourselves. So it's, it's all here, you know. You turn the pages enough. You turn the pages enough, and you see it's really all all, all here in the book. Uh, now, okay, so we have um, we have a case of. So Avner is gone. Now, uh, I don't need to tell you that um, the blow to, to the family of Shoal, who was trying to at least temporarily be in charge, um, was significant. Um, and it says that, you know, and, and that, like, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, now, okay we held on to the, you know, we stayed, we had to do it two kings, David was in Hebron, we were here. Uh, and, you know, it was two years. Now what? Because, you know, at least we had a, a an effective army, so to speak, with an effective general. And, and, and we were, you know, kind of making this all happen. And yet, and yet, and yet, now, now, our, now our great leader is gone. So now what? So, so you have to see what happens. So um, the ultimate not Jewish thing happens in this parak: assassination and murder, right? That is the, the ultimate uh, antithesis uh, of everything we stand for. And it'll be interesting to we'll discuss who the people who did it, not so clear that they were actually Jewish people. So, so we'll have to get into that. We'll get into that soon. But anyway, Vaishma Ben Shol. Now, right away, the Misudat David says, um, Right? It says that, that once, once Abner dies, 
then who's going to who, who's going to protect him? Who's going to help him maintain his position? He felt that his hands had, are now weakened. You know, I think I think I skipped a line. Um, uh, he, it's a, he, Archibald translated as he, is he despaired, but really means he felt weak. He felt that, that now his, his, chan- his chance at, at um, his chances are, 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 are limited now. Um, he, he's in a very, very bad position. Uh, uh, and and what what's going to happen is uh, very questionable. He says, There's not there's no longer anyone left who was going to defend him uh, to hold him strong. The old ben He says, and his only claim on the on the throne he, he, at this point right now is because he's Ben Shol. And that's why the, that's why Masudah David says that, that that he calls him Ben Shaul, not Mephibosheth, uh, Ishbosheth, uh, because, because for that exact reason. To, to, to point out to us that, that now that, that Abner is is dead, his only his only claim on the throne was that, that he was a descendant of Shaul. Right, so... Now, now what happens? Now, Shnei Anashim. I'm Pusik Bet. Again, on page 222, Perak Dalit Pusik of Shmuel Bez. Okay. Shnei Anashim. Sarei Dim Hayu. There were two men, heads of legions. Hayu Ben Shaul. They were with the sons of Shaul. Shema Achad Ba'ana. Shema Hashani Rechav. They were sons of Rimon the Beirite of the tribe of Binyam. Since the, 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 the city of Beiros was also considered part of Binyam. So now just uh, I just skip one thing on uh, the last question. What, 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 why, why were the Jewish people shocked? He says they were concerned. Um, there was still some doubt about what, you know David's role, and 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 therefore they were concerned, and they didn't anoint him king until. Till Ishbosheth was out of the picture. Okay, this is a side note. Anyway, so anyway, so these people now, if, if you just read the, the Pazuk straight, it seems that these were two people um, who were um, army people of, of B'nai Shaul, who seemed to be descendants of Benjamin. It seems like they were um, they were people of Shaul. So the Radak picks up on us. Kemo Leben Shaul, O in Ben Shaul. Okay. Uh, so anyway, right, the worst kind of assassination, the, the, 
loyal followers. They were were what we call household members. So the fact that they went into the house while the king was sleeping, as we'll see in a minute, um, it was not a shock to anybody because these people were were, were always... uh, we're always with him. So the, so the, the Pasuk is going to describe that they went away and they came back and it's not clear. Radak says not really sure what, what was going on going on here. So so there's a, so there's a lot, there's really a, a lot in, in, involved here. Now, it says because these two men were personal friends of Ishbosheth, they were able to approach ultimately the word Hayu, the two men who were heads of legions, destroyed Shaul's sons. Um, Radak, however, understands that this was not the entire city that, that, that fled, only Banan and Rechab. But scripture does not say why they fled. So we'll see. Radak conjectures they had a dispute with Ishbosheth and, and they had come back. Because next pasuk says, um, they, they had run away. Um, okay, so 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 we're introduced to two people that were in the military of, of Ben Shaul, who seem who who seem to be household members of the house of Shaul, and they seem to uh, it seems that there was some according to Radak, it seems that they had some dispute. So they had fled um, from Beirosayim to a place called Gitma, and, and, and now, and, now and, and it seems like they lived there. Um, and and Rashi says they went there Kishamei Shaul, Shazu Bnei Israel Arim, so he goes pleased him, and and and. Uh, And it was unclear exactly. Again, there was some kind of a disagreement. So now, the Yehonasan ben Shaul, Yehonasan ben Shaul, right? Yehonatan, Haya, Ben Nechay He had a son who was lame, right? He had trouble walking. Ben Chameshanim Haya, he had been five years old. Bevo Shemua Shaul, Yehonasan me Israel. When, uh, when the word came from Israel about the death of Shaul and Yonasan. Batisae umanto batanos, his nursemaid had picked him up and fled. So in her hurry to flee, she dropped him and injured him seriously. And, and from that, he became uh, lame. She fell from his hands, and he became a lame. The Mesudat David says that the reason why this is said here is to indicate that they, because of Mephibosheth's con- condition, they didn't consider him worthy of being the king. 
And when they committed their act of assassination, which we're going to see in a minute, that was um, that was the end of the, the descendants of Shoal, because Mephibosheth was ignored, because uh, nobody thought that, that he would be a threat to the kingdom. And, and, and so that's why he's mentioned here. Um, sounds like sounds like uh, it was a good lawsuit that, that he could have could have had here. But anyway, he he was um, he was it's pretty clear that he was injured by his his nurse um, in in an attempt to run away. It's just interesting that that being five years old um, that she had like why was she holding him? She was five years old. That's a that's a question I don't know the answer to. Uh, maybe maybe because they were trying to travel. Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, this is interesting. Anyway, Pasuke. It says, the son of Rimon the Bayright, Rachav uh, They came during the, the heat of the day. Uh, the Gemara in Brachlis says, refers to Chatzos, midday. Um, it says that, that the, there's a discussion about, uh, in the Gemara in Brachlis, uh, when did the month the month fall? And it said, the sun will become hot and 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 it will and it will um uh and the month melted. And the Gemara says, So we assume that means um it's four shows. And then the Gemara says, uh, and then the Gemara says, because what what's Arbashos? It's a time where the sun is warm, but there's still some cold, coldness, so to speak, from the night. Um, and, and then the Gemara, and the Gemara goes on to explain that when it says the Bayavram that the Hu Yoshe Pesach Oa means that that it's midday. So So they come in the middle of the day El Beis Ish Ishboshes to the house of Ishboshes. That's all right. It was a custom to take a nap in the afternoon. That's a custom that I, I am a big fan of. Um, and, anyway. Uh, so so he was sleeping. The king was the uh, Ishboshes was was sleeping. Uh now now the the says they returned and they and they went to Ishboshes. Uh now again, again, they were as we said before, they were able to enter the house because they were they were people that were familiar uh to the king. And and that and that allowed and that allowed him that allowed them access. You know, if you think of the story of Big Son and Seresh, it's a similar story. Like, like, how did Big Son and Seresh think they were gonna they were gonna be successful in their plot? Because they had access to Achashverosh. If they didn't have access to Achashverosh, uh, you know, what what were they going to do? But that was the whole that was the whole thing that they were like they were they were so to speak the perfect people to to go and carry out a um, assassination attempt at Achashverosh. Unfortunately for them, uh, you know, Mordechai was sitting and listening to them. So I'm saying the same thing here that that their free access to the house made them uh, perfect people um, to carry out the idea. I heard something very scary uh, today. Um, one of the reports on, on Israel. I'm sorry, I can't get away from this. Um, one of the stories in Israel said that part of the problem with with what happened on Friday night was that it was a resident of East Jerusalem, and in East Jerusalem, there's there's no restrictions of going from one place to the other, which which means that it's very very hard. To detect some individual who's going to come in and do a, do a random act of terrorism. It's a very scary idea. Uh, I, I thought, and I was saying, see, you have it in the Novi that that you know uh, free access. When you have free access, you can do damage, or or you could uh, the opposite too. Obviously, uh, you do anyway. 
So, so that, 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 that's what was going on here. So, um, right. So the Radak says it was a custom of the kings to take a, a, an afternoon nap. Uh, maybe that's where the, the siesta in Eretz Israel comes from. Um, this, 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 this idea in the note. Because we're say we say that um, the Gemara says in Brachos that that does man kriyashma is the third hour of the day, right? Right. It says it says so. What what why is it what 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 why is it the the, the third hour of the day? Uh, it's the third hour of the day because because um, because it's chikain derek name melachim lakum the bashalo shows. It was the it was the uh, um, it was the um, custom of the kings and the princes to wake up at the third hour, and and the pasuk says in Parshas Yisro, um, that's not that's two weeks Parsha for now, um, where Meleches Kohanim v'Goy Kadosh. So uh, you know uh, we're Domel Melachim. We're compared we're compared to kings. So so when the Radak says that the the that it was the custom of the kings to take a nap in the afternoon. It makes sense that Jewish people should pick up such a minog because we're considered b'nei milachim. Um, uh, so I assume that's where that that, that custom came from. Anyway, b'nei bo el tocha bais lochechitim. As they entered the, um, so what happened was they entered the house posing as wheat mer- merchants. Again, well, you know, again, it's a strange comment. Why did they have to do that if they if they uh, if they were from if they were Familiar people in in the house, so Rashi says that that but yinebo atochabais im tagarim lochei mason. So Rashi says doesn't mean that they acted like like uh, wheat merchants. It says they came into the house together with with wheat merchants. Um, I guess people that were bringing uh, they entered into the house posing as wheat merchants. That's how the article translates, but that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says im tagarim. They came into the house with um, uh, with wheat merchants, and what happened? Uh, it says they 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 hit him in the chomesh is the fifth rib. They struck they they struck him in the fifth rib, um, and and obviously uh, and these two brothers then escaped. So classic uh, assassination. Okay, so we're going to see what happens then. So, so then so they come to the house, right? And it says again, and they, and they go into the... Uh, they 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 escape towards the arava through the arava all night. Now, um, so what what's going on here? It says they killed them. So what do you mean they came to the house? Or he says it came to the house. So could be um, that Masudat David says Atachazar the Saper open They went to tell what happened. The Amar betchila emisi woso the acharze karsu rosho. Uh, it knows that the Novi is telling us what happened. First, ha- first the Novi tells us how they assassinated him, and then it tells us how you know how they cut off his head. Really, they were they're pretty cruel uh, individuals, and then they escaped. 
because eventually, obviously, when the king did not wake up from his nap, obviously, people got suspicious. Um, this is a similar story to Ehud, right? Remember the story with Ehud ben Gera, uh, that he went he went to speak to the king privately, and and he he assassinated uh, what was it, Eglon, and and um, but Eglon so Eglon to come out. So at first it says that they didn't they didn't to come in to, to, to look for him. Because they thought maybe he was using the restroom. And, and, and then eventually, when you know, when a lot of time passed and he didn't come out, so they went in. And by, and by that time, Ehud had, had escaped. So I think a similar plan was developed here, as similar to the plan of Ehud Ben Gera. Uh, now, now here's the big mistake. <laughs> They came to David. That that was not 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 a smart thing. Uh, as 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 we spoke about so many times, David Amelech operated with Altigubim Shichai, right? Do not touch the anointed one. Now I I know you're going to tell me that 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 Ishbosha was not anointed, but his but his father was. So on some level, uh, the anointing of Shaul does have an impact on, on his children. So David Amelech uh, did not take kind to vigilante uh, uh, warfare. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Tanya said that this morning. He said that people should not take matters into their own hands. You know, let the army, let the police, let the, you know, let let, let the people who are paid to do these things do it. But like like Netanyahu said that that there's, there's not there's not much room for that kind of behavior because that's going to just lead to a you know a terrible escalation. So they come to David. So it says, uh, So they come to Hebron uh, with his with his head. Here is the head of Ishboshes. The son of Shaul, your enemy, who sought to take your life. Right? They tried to, you know, paint this up really well. Um, and he says, Hashem has granted my Lord the King revenge, uh, from Shaul and his offspring. So Sudat David says they were saying that Hashem has has, so to speak, carried out. His his retribution on the house of Shaul for their behavior towards you. Uh, it said, and, and it's, it says that uh, you know they painted this picture that that somehow they were carrying out some divine mission, right? Uh, you know, I, I love I love when you know self self appointed uh, self appointed prophets, right? You know, it's fascinating the the Gemara at the beginning of Megillah. Says that um, a novi rishai lechadish dover. A novi, when he's acting as a novi, um, is not allowed to to um, uh, innovate things. Can't create new halachas or or takanos or things like that. So the Chassam Soifer writes that the reason for that is very simple. Uh, the reason for that is because if a novi was allowed to um, to to innovate things on his own, that then. The, then imagine well imagine the chaos that would take place because everybody would say I, I had a vision from from God and and now we have to do a b c and d 
and it, there would be just total uh, uh, you know depravity in the world. It would be just <laughs> it would be bad news. You can't you can't have you can't have that. Everyone does what they want. That's why, by the way, when when we have halachas from Eliyahu and Novi, it's Tana Debe Eliyahu, right? The, a, a teaching from the base medrash of Eliyahu. Because when Eliyahu is Tana Debe Eliyahu, so then he's a Rebbe. Then he's then he has a Din de Rabbana, and then whatever he says. It's the same thing. With, we have Takanas from Moshe. Moshe also. Sometimes he's called Isha Lokim, and sometimes he's called Rabbeinu. When he's called Isha Lokim, that's only that's only Alamdu. That's only things that he heard from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But but when it went, but when he is um, when he's Rabbeinu, so then he was Masakin. He's Masakin Kriya Satora on Shabbos. He's Masakin Shavasimei Avelus. Shavasimei Amishta. You know Sheva Brachas Shiva for an for an Avel. You know th- those things because that because that's his right as as a Rabbeinu. But but that's when he's not acting as the Novi. And same thing with Elio. Elio, when he's acting as Novi, he's Elio on Novi, and we sing Yavim Heira Yavo Elenu. But but when he when he's Tana to be Elio, then we learn halachas from him, and, that, and that's a very so so these people tried to 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 make it sound like they were on they were on some divine mission that that somehow they got a vision. I, I, I didn't say this, but that's what they're saying really. When it says Yitena by Yitena Hashem Ladoniyamel the Kamos. How do you know what, what the Rebbeinu Shalom wanted? Yeah, they come and tell David that 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 uh, Hashem has avenged all, you know everything you've gone through for the last uh, whatever for, uh, several years. How do they know? You know, I love, I love this. You know, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, the we had the hurricane, we had this because this and this happened, and, and, and I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> what the Rebbeinu Shalom called you on the red phone? I said, until he calls you on the red phone, you better not get up and say that. Now, what are you supposed to say? You're supposed to say that 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 a role you saw in Baruch love, because I'll tell us that Rochus and other places that when a person sees suffering come on himself or on the world, I, I would extend it. Yipashpeish b'masa. A person is supposed to look at his deeds and look at his actions, and he's saying he has to be maharab chuba and he has to he has to do chuba. That's very different than saying, well, this happened because of that. No, you you you, you, you a, a Jewish a Jewish person has to think cosmic. Suffering doesn't happen for no reason. Why it happens, nobody knows. And, and you know, that's the whole book of Eov, and that's the whole Sadiq uh, Puralo, and all those things that we can have many, many discussions about. But, but it, 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 you know, so that's our mission. We have to, we have to be Mahara Bachula. But, but I'm saying, but to say that we know for sure why things happen, uh, to say we see the Gila Shechina, we see the Yad Hashem. Oh, okay, that, that, that's different. That's very different than saying, "Oh, we know why things happen." And and, and for these guys to come to Dovin Melech and say, "Well, really? How do you know that?" <laughs> Dovin Melech does not take kindly to that. Vayan Dovin, look at Pesach test. As Rechav, that's Baanochiv. So David answers Rechav and Banachim, Bene Rimona Be'erasi, Bayamar Lahem, Chay Hashem. He says, as Hashem is, Chay Hashem, by the way, in general, is a lushan of Shvua. It's, it's swearing, right? Chay Hashem, right? That's why, that's why, there's an interesting halachic point here. Um, the reason why, uh, you, you know, we, uh, for those of you who learned Dafyomi, you're learning the Dara. A Shvua is much more severe than a Nedah. Why? A neder is a lot. If you violate a neder, you get malchus, whatever. Uh, but not that it's a good thing. I'm just 
But a shvua is much worse because a shvua is a violation of losi sashem hashem alokech alashav. So you know, and um, because why? Because when you take a shvua, you say Hashem's name. So that's, and you see, you get a piece of that here. So when they used to, you know, any kind of any kind of oath that the based in would would impose on a person, motive mix us in different scenarios, uh, you know, that they said Hashem's name. So it's a violation, a low sisa. So it's a, you know, it's a worse of error. So Chai Hashem, David Amel says says, you know, you know, as as Hashem lives, Hashem padas nafshi mikol tzara. You know, David Amel goes right at it. He says. Um, Hashem has redeemed me from from all sorrow, from all suffering. Meaning, meaning, meaning that that you know Hashem is with me. Like, like, and he writes he writes this in uh uh you know until Hashem Marabutsarai Rabim Kamim Alai. You know, you know, throughout Sefer Tilm, you, you see that theme that David Amel has that sense that Hashem is potem, he called Sarah. And he writes many parakim up to him. Right at the end, the end of the parakim. Right at the end of Tehillim, Hashem says that, I'm sorry, sorry David Amalek writes, the day that I was saved from all my enemies. Knows it was this cosmic sense, Asher Pada Esnafshimi Kol He says, however, Ki Hamagidli, he said, he said, Ki Hamagidli, lay more. He named Mace Shaul. He said, he said, um, he says, if, if the one who informed me saying, uh, and, 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 and he saw himself as a bearer of good tidings, uh, yet I seized him, uh, David Amel looks at them and says, Remember, remember the guy that came to me. To tell me that Shaul was and Yonasan were dead and they died at the battle at Haragabo with the Plishtim. What happened to that guy? Remember that guy? Right. Now, now I should point out that that um Mises based in uh when 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 there was execution, uh there was a concept of the Kolam Yishbi Ro, right? That, that they, that's why they would hang up the body for a very short period of time and then they would bury it. Because it was a concept of the whole Amish will be row. Everybody should see, and everybody should have a, have a, a take pause. Everyone should have a sense of fear and, and and trepidation. So so it says. So it says. So, so when David killed the the you know the the Geramaliki, we, we you know we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Um, so um, he it was clear to everybody. He says, "Remember that guy? Remember what happened to that guy?" He says, "Af." Ki anashim rishayim, he says. So, oh, let's skip. He named Huayakam Vasev Ochazabo Vergeo Bisiklak Asher Lasiti Lo Bisura. Instead of giving him reward for his um, for his um, actions, right? So, Masudat David Shama Asher Emes Hadavar. The one who came and told me about the death of Shaul, he was a self-appointed messenger. When he came and he thought, oh, I got the greatest news to tell you. No, you don't. That was your own. Right? 
Right, because he thought he's got, you know, he's coming with this great news and, and David is going to, you know, reward him handsomely and, and, and take care of him. He says, that's not what happened. <laughs> he says, you got, you missed that message. Um, it says, He said, surely this should be done to wicked people so David Amalek says, you guys are kidding me. You think, he says, you think you guys did something great for me? Just like I killed that guy? You guys are finished too. Because you did even worse. He said, he said that when the one who killed Shaul, at least there's some Malamitzkus. What's the Malamitzkus? Shaul asked him to kill him, right? We discussed, uh, we, we, we had a whole discussion about the Shaul committing suicide and, and he wanted the guy to kill him and, and the guy actually didn't. And then, and then, and then he came in and said that he did. So, so David Amela said to him, there, at least there was some Malamitzkus. And even that, even though there was some potential to uh, to vindicate the guy, forget it. I got rid of him. Right? And, you know, there was a war. What do you guys do? You, you had a battle with him? You had a sword fight with him? He went in and he killed him in his bed when he was sleeping. He says, what kind of people are you? He said, he said, the Gera Malachi, who I, who I assassinated and I got rid of, he said, okay, there, there, there was a slight chance of Malamitzchus. Kishol, want, Kishol want, you know, wanted to die. But here, he committed assassination. He said, he said that's how, you think that's going to elevate you? That's going to put you uh, and give you reward. He says, "Oh boy, do you do you got you got this wrong." He said, "He says, he says, shall I not avenge his blood from your hand and eradicate you from the earth?" By David then commanded the soldiers, "Vayargum," and they killed them. and they cut off their hands, "Vesraglehem." And hung them over the pool in Hebron. And they buried the head of, uh, of Avner in Hebron. Um, uh, it, it's, it's really unbelievable. Radak points out, so that people should see, that David, through the straightness of his heart, through the for the sense of Yashras that that he had, he killed, he 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 avenged the death of Beishol. Even though, ah, so what, what a great line in the Radak. The Radak says that even though they were his enemies, even though he they they were enemies, he David Amela could not tolerate this kind of of treatment. Uh, this kind of this kind of behavior, this kind of vigilanteism, um, David Amel 
was not going to be the king over vigilantism. And, and David Amel sent an extremely strong message that that this kingdom will be run on morality. And, and, if, and you think that murder and assassination is, is the way to elevate yourself? You got you got this you got this very very wrong. Uh, for Moshe, I'll, I'll, for Moshe Freeland, I will say, uh, in in every revolution, there is one man who has a vision. Uh, David Hamelef had a tremendous vision. David Hamel knew exactly exactly what what he was doing. Um, he sent a very clear message to these people. He sent a very clear message to the Jewish people that this is not to be tolerated. This cannot happen in my as long as if I am going to be the king, there's going to be there's going to be uh, as Avram Avinu would say that There's going to be kindness and there's going to be there's going to be humanity that's going to spread through, through this kingdom. There's going to be Avas Yisrael and there's going to be uh, it, it's going to be Avodas Hashem. He says he says if we're going to march to where we meant. Now remember, there's one piece missing in the story. The Gemara says, Tanya Rabbi Yossi Omer Gemara Sanhedrin. You know, Shosha Mitzvos Nistavi Yisrael Bechnisos Son LaAretz. There are three mitzvahs that were commanded to the Jewish people when they entered uh, the land. You know, Lemnos Melech Lachriz Zarosha Amalek Ulevnos Ulebinyan Beis Hamikdash. Says they had to, you know, appoint a king, destroy Amalek, and build the Beis Hamikdash. David Amalek knew, and we'll see that in you know later parakim that that. That this there's this story of the development of the Jewish people from the Exodus of Egypt, which we just read about yesterday, to 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 the final resting place of them is not until the base of Migdash stood. David Amelech understood very, very well that the only way the base of Migdash can be built is if, if there's this Jewish unity and there's Abbas Israel and there's peace among the people. If there's any, uh, and and we see that the you know the Horban happened because of Kamsabar Kamsa because of of, of Sinaskinam, and David Amelech said said to the people, this is not the way to go. Shaul's my enemy. Shaul pursued me. I had the right to kill him. He was a roide. I stood in front of him. He was sleeping. Shaul, David, we spoke about him. We cut off the you know the 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 piece of his garment, which we'll see. We'll talk about it another time. Um, and I didn't do it because altigubim shichai because because it's not my place to punish the anointed ones of Hashem. And David Amela sent a very clear message about how his kingdom is going to run. His kingdom is going to run on Yashrus. His and, and the Radak says it. Viyadu viyadu. It says and everyone knows ki David biyosha levamo yosha straight yosha. In the straightness of his heart, now come Nick Maspe Shaul. Um, he avenged the death of the house of Shaul. It was up to David, they could have lived. They, they, they would have, they, he would have figured out. David Amel understood very well what it means to be anointed king over the Jewish people by a Novi. And David Amel was so, so patient and, and, and knew that, that you know, everyone has their time. You know, Lakol Yeshaw, everyone has their moment. And he was going to wait for that moment no matter what. There was nothing that was going to, David Amel knew that when the moment come, he will know. And, and, and if there's any doubt that the moment has not yet arrived, he's not doing what, he's not, he's not going to take any action. We saw even, if you remember uh, last week, two weeks ago, when he went to Hebron, he even asked, should I go to Hebron? Should I fight the battles? You know, David Amel, you know, he wanted to take the steps. But immorality was not something that David Amel was going to tolerate. And, 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 and we're going to see that 
and, and we're going to see that when he falls into some of those traps, that 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 he takes he takes responsibility for some of that some of that. But but vigilante warfare and assassination was not going to be tolerated. And and, and David Amelik said this is just wrong, and this is not how we conduct. This is not how Jewish people are, are supposed to conduct themselves. Uh, unfortunately, we, um, we uh, our brothers in Eretz Israel live among people who. Who don't value life, uh, you know. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, Golda Meir said, <laughs> you know, she said this very clearly. She said that there'll be peace when the Arabs love their children more than they hate us, right? And that's such an important, you know, such an important uh, statement. You know, you, you know, at, and when the three boys that were kidnapped a couple of years back, you know, I, I, Netanyahu said, you know, said at the Levaya, he said that. That, that you know to about one of the mothers uh, that you know you taught us Maza Ima. He says you know you know how, how we value children and we value and we value life. And that was the message that David Amel was, was sending to the people. This is how we, there's a way to conduct ourselves. This is not the way to conduct themselves. And therefore the reaction has to be very strong. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna make one one political stickle comment. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth um, in the Jewish press over the last several weeks about, uh, uh, you know, how, how how Jewish people are supposed to react to moral cha- morality changes in the world. And the Novi tells us that we're supposed to react strongly. And, and, and I think maybe that's part of the problem. And, 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 and as the Torah tells us a certain level of morality, we have to keep it. And that's what David Melk says. The Torah tells us we're supposed to kill people. Well, killing is not the way to go. And 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 when that happens, uh, obviously we're going to have wars, and obviously things are 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 going to happen. But but this is not the way to go, and and, and that was the message that David sent. And maybe that was the message that was necessary. Uh, maybe that message was necessary before he could take the, the the reins over all of the Jewish people, because because that will let all the Jewish people know exactly who he was. So Amen, Hashem. Uh, we should eternalize the message of morality that Dovin Amel was, was trying to send. And we should all have Yosher Lubavo. We should all have that straightness in our heart and, and that sense of Midas Tovos that Dovin Amel was trying to inculcate among the Jewish people. Okay, okay, we'll stop here for tonight. Thank you uh, immensely for all coming on. Uh, Mr. Shem, we will have a share next week. Uh, and. Um, and, I, and then we'll take a break for the the uh, you know the the untif of that Sunday night, and uh, we'll be back uh, the week after that. But next week, Mr. Shen will be on. Thank you again immensely for making my Sunday nights meaningful, and uh, and we will uh, discuss this Indian further. <laughs>